Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. It's so good to see everybody. I hope you're doing well. As you come in, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, let's get to it. I'm going to jump into this topic today. I decided to share uh, something that I was reading about. Um, it was a list of, of seven things millionaires do before breakfast. And uh, these are things that I already kind of know. Um, I'm not bragging or anything, but if you ask me, am I a millionaire? The answer is yes. I've been one for a while. I've made money for a long time, but that's not the point. I don't, I'm not a swaggy person. I'm not a person that brags about how much money I have, but if you want to know if I've made money, yes, I have. All right. So, uh, anyway, um, I want to welcome you and say hello. Feel free to shout out your city as you come in and, uh, let me know what city you're from and I'll, I'll shout you back. Also, let me know if you can hear me. Give me a yes. If my audio is okay. Give me a yes if you can hear me. And also this podcast is on Spotify. So if you want to just listen on Spotify, feel free to do that. All right. So uh, here is the list. Seven things that millionaires do uh, before breakfast. Uh, number one, uh, this is just a list that I found on, that I saw online, but it's also stuff that I added in here as well. One, wake up early. Uh, it says here, million, many millionaires are part of the 5 a.m. club. So waking up early gives them a head start on the rest of the world. And I think that's really important. I saw Kobe Bryant talking about waking up early and how he makes money. He, basically, he he gets ahead by getting up before everybody else. He said, if, if, I, if you wake up at 10 and I wake up at four, then over the course of several years, I will have gotten so many extra workouts in that you never got in that I'm going to be way ahead of you. And so ultimately, Kobe Bryant talked about that. And I agreed 100 uh, percent. Waking up early is a good habit to get into. Uh, also, I think that also blocking uh, tiny, petty things uh, out of your uh, out of your life, you know, can go a long way. Um, and so, um, uh, so anyway, let me keep going. Uh, Dwayne Samuel says, did you make money with Treff? No, I did not. I've never been a paid sponsor of the Tulsa Real Estate Fund, but I was a supporter and I've supported many black owned businesses. I will continue to do that. That is never going to stop. I supported Julian Gordon when he got started. I supported Jay when he got started. I supported about 50 people. It's about 50. All these people up in there, my kids now, they all knew about what Dr. Boyce was doing back 10 years ago. So, uh, so that's, so I'm supporting them. So when the kids are fighting, uh, I just sit back and say, well, you know, at least we got something to fight over now. All right. So let's see. El Hodge, what's going on, El Hodge? How are you? Uh, let's see. Someone says, brother, how long did it take you? That's another great point. You asked that question about how long it takes to become wealthy or successful financially. Uh, every young person should really listen to this. They, you, social media screws your head up a little bit because it gives you the impression that you're supposed to have all this stuff by the time you're 30. And then I saw I saw a guy who was 28 and he said, if you don't if you don't have a Lambo by the time you're 30, you're doing something wrong. And I thought that was the most terrible thing to say. I literally um, I literally didn't make any money till I think I was 31. I got my first job as a professor and I was making one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars a year. So at that point, I was six figures. Um, I didn't hit, quote unquote, millionaire status probably till I was about 42, 43. Uh, so I, I really think anybody who makes that money fast. Fast money is typically bad money, so just keep that in, keep that in mind. Fast money uh, is not typically good money. Uh, Brian Tuckerson says, "Boys, you're getting absolutely roasted online right now." I don't give a shit. I, I'm not I'm not here for children, so I'm, I, I, it's okay. I want you to keep roasting me uh, because my PhD is real. You can go find it online, and also uh, I've supported black-owned businesses. I'm gonna keep on doing that. So um, just know that a lot of this stuff. Some of these people have personal vendettas. You know, they have personal issues with certain people. So I would encourage you not to follow the crowd and just listen to what somebody says just because they say it. I encourage you to remember the spirit of the movement and uh, and just know that, you know, it's it's not 
uh, it's not what you think. There are people, there are government agents that are involved in some of this stuff. And, um, and so uh, I think that if you have a question or a concern, you should bring it up. But there's a, there's a way to bring it up. And I don't think that there are people that really benefit, want to benefit the community uh, with, with their behavior. All right. And I don't get, I don't participate in that. I'm looking for the smart, mature people, not not the idiots. All right. So number two, exercise. A healthy body is as crucial as a healthy mind. Uh, so whether it's hitting the gym, going for a run or practicing yoga, many millionaires prioritize physical activity to boost energy and health. Um, basically, when when they say health is wealth, that's not just uh, a saying. That's 100 percent true. Uh, that literally, if you don't take care of your health, you're going to lose all your wealth. Uh, literally, if you uh, if you don't take care of your health, then the pharmaceutical companies, um, you know, big pharma and all that, they're going to take all your money. Uh, so it's you know, selling you pills and stuff like that. So just uh, be careful uh, about that. All right. So let's see here. Next uh, question. Uh, let's see here. Uh, all right. The uh, give me one second here. All right. So the next question here is meditate or practice mindfulness. That's the third thing millionaires do. They, um, you know, being mindful is really important for anybody that wants to be successful. Uh, to be successful, you have to be able to focus. Uh, if you look around, for example, if you look on the internet, you see a lot of inner crazy energy just being wasted on chaos and fighting and everything else. Um, I, 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 I use the internet, but I don't let the internet use me. And I try to stay mindful toward my purpose. And my purpose every day is to be the best man I can be for my family, uh, to do something beneficial for my community and to be the best scholar I can be. And uh, that mindfulness is really important because the world is designed to distract you. There's a lot that happens out here. A lot of stuff. Think about this every time. In fact, I would say to you, if you have like five things that are important to you, pick your top five things and just promise yourself that if this conversation that I'm having or this time that you're using does not pour into one of those five things, I ain't got time to do it. Literally, that's what I do. I have five or six things on my list of priorities. And if you're not pouring into one of those five or six things, you might get two minutes with me and that's it because I got to get back to pouring into the things that are going to benefit me, right? So um, if you want to know how quote unquote millionaires think, and I am, you know, again, I don't brag about being a millionaire, but I mean, I'm a finance professor. So obviously I know something about money. I can just tell you that one difference is that maybe it's because I'm a grown ass man now too. But one difference is that I don't really spend a lot of time on petty. Uh, I might, I might help educate you out of the petty, but if you're determined to stay in the petty, then I'm going to leave you in the petty, you know, and I'll just, <laughs> you know, it might mean blocking you. It might mean sending you away. Cause I'm not going to beg you to listen to this. I'm not going to beg you to believe me. I don't beg you to, um, you know, I, I, I believe what I know. And I, I know that I learned it over 30 years of teaching college students. So if you don't believe me, I'm not going to fight you. I don't fight with niggotry. I, I'm not a fan of any of that. I think that that's one of the biggest wealth destroyers in the community. Uh, and it's, 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 just, and if you don't believe me, just look around, look at the community, look at all the people that are struggling, you know, and, uh, the white man's got his foot on your neck because he keeps you, he keeps you divided and distracted. All right. Next question or next, uh, the next thing that millionaires do uh, in, in the morning is read. They read books. How about that? How many of y'all know people that don't read any books <laughs> that don't want to read at all? Uh, so it's, uh, it's, 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 um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's reading is essential. Reading is very important. 
Uh, if you're not reading, then you're not going to learn. You're not going to have information. You're not going to have knowledge. You're going to be a day late and a dollar short. Give me a yes if you agree that we can start reading more. Give me a yes if you'll consider at least reading magazines, reading books. Every day I'm taking in information constantly. It's easy for me because that's what I do. Professors, you have information and knowledge. I, I just shoved all this information in my head. Uh, but uh, I encourage you, if you really want to know what's going on in the world and you don't want to be left behind, you got to read. You got to keep up with information, consume information. Uh, next. Number five is review goals and priorities. Um, and this is important too. Having goals and having priorities indicates a type of intentionality uh, that you need. Intentionality is really important to accomplish big goals. Uh, you will not have success by accident. You will not get there by being petty. Uh, they, have a, they have a saying that says, great minds think about ideas, mediocre minds think about events, small minds focus on people. So if you have that person you're jealous of or that person that you want to get revenge on or that person that you're hating on or that person that you're mad at or that person that you're talking about constantly, you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to be so focused on talking about that person that you're not going to be able to focus on the, the idea of success. Right. People that want to be successful, they tend to operate at a higher frequency. They're not interested in gossip and silliness and pettiness. They might engage for a little while, but then they get back to the business of doing what they were doing. Right. That's a life philosophy. When Michael Jordan was trying to become an NBA champion, people got mad because he wouldn't go to the parties. He wasn't chasing. You know, he had women, but he wasn't out chasing women if it meant that it was going to affect him in basketball. He you know, he wasn't out. He knew he was the man in Chicago, but he wasn't out getting caught up in stuff. He would be on the basketball court. And he would tell people that if you want to talk to me, meet me on the court because I'm winning a championship. That's my top priority, period. So what is your top priority? What, what championships are you trying to win? So you got to elevate. You have to have intentionality. Greatness does not happen by accident. Uh, number six, they mentioned eating a nutritious breakfast. Uh, and that fits with health. That fits with exercise. So that means eating food that's going to make you mentally and physically healthy. And then number seven is networking and connecting. Uh, relationships are a really important part of success. It's very easy to get things done if you have the right relationships. It's very hard to get things done if you have if you don't have the right relationships. So you want to think about the relationships you have. You want to think about the friends you keep, uh, the company that you have in your space. Uh, you want to think about whether or not these people can elevate you or if they're pulling you down. And if somebody's pulling you down too much, you have to have enough self-esteem to value yourself enough to say, I'm not I'm not participating in that stuff. That's take you're taking me off path. You're taking me off my focus. This is not my destiny. My destiny is not to be in the gutter with you. My destiny is to be on. And, and that kind of means sometimes disconnecting from people, even disconnecting from some black people. Uh, some of our habits as black people are just terrible. Some of our habits are just uh, chi almost childish. Like, has anybody ever noticed that, that you have a lot of um, black people, that, unfortunately, that just and white people do it, too, I'm sure. But just almost like children, like 40 year old children. And uh, and, and the thing about it is it's very disappointing to watch. But it's like, man, I'm not doing that stuff. I'm a grown ass man. You're gossiping. You're pet, you're chatty patty. I'm not participating in that. So uh, be a grown man, be a grown woman, you know, and, and, and set your goal and accomplish it. And uh, and I'll tell you this. There's not a big difference in the way millionaires conduct a day to day life versus, say, regular people. It's just sort of so, a specific intentionality. It's about being clear and confident too, uh, confident enough to pursue your path, even if it's different from everybody else, uh, smart enough to plan ahead 
uh, committed enough to, um, you know, get information, right, and then apply it. You have to have enough hard work to be able to work consistently every day. And you have to sort of isolate to some extent from all the things that might get in the way of what you're trying to do. So in a way, I think about my life almost like the way you think about a football team. If you have a football team, you're trying to play offense, you're trying to score as many points as you can, but you also have to play defense against the things that keep you from scoring. Do you understand what I'm saying? So your defense uh, allows you to um, – to stop the things that are going to slow you down. Right. So I have a lot of defense in my life. I have, de I have defense set up. The defense might be turning off my phone. The defense means turn it off. I don't have any, um, any, any, any noise that comes out of my phone. Like none of the like bells and dings and buzzes and all that that distract you. No, uh, my defense is that I don't respond to email hardly at all. I don't uh, answer the phone hardly at all. Um, I don't my phone does not have hardly any notifications unless it's notifying me of something that's going to improve uh, in, in an area that matters to me. Right. So I have a few things that matter to me. Um, one, uh, I want to run my business effectively. So anything that gives me knowledge that helps me become a better business owner, I, I listen to that. Uh, two, I have um, I'm, I'm becoming an airplane pilot. So I, I allow notifications from websites that will give me information on how to become an airplane pilot. And that's kind of it. That's really it. You know, I get, I get online and I, I'll chat a little bit, but it's really to kind of just sort of be in there in the in certain conversations or to share knowledge. But I don't really, you know, I notice how much um, money people like Zuckerberg make from all the going back and forth and fighting and stuff people do online. That's all designed. They design that. They create that. So you'll be exhausted working your butt off and Zuckerberg's collecting all his money. So uh, just be thoughtful about that, about how you conduct yourself. Now, somebody says... Um, uh, I think someone asked, what was number three? Okay, so I'm going to read the list to you. Seven things millionaires do before breakfast. One, wake up early. Two, exercise. Three, meditate or practice mindfulness. Um, four, read. You got to read books and articles. Five, review goals and priorities. You got to be intentional. Intentionality. What are your goals? You're looking at your goals every day, writing them down, writing little checklists that you check off all day. Uh, six, eat a nutritious breakfast. Seven, network or connect. Networking is really important. I just talked to Dr. George C. Frazier, and he um, he's a networking guru, so he's a brilliant guy. All right. So uh, Cornish says, I've been here three minutes, <clears throat> and I feel empowered. Good for you. I'm very happy to hear that. I, 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 I took the time to do this because I wanted to... Um, help somebody with this. I mean, you know, it was, I mean, I had the information in front of me, but I was like, you know, this would be a pretty good uh, conversation to have. Um, and, uh, and I think also having the courage to be different is very important, especially if you're black, because I don't like our culture sometimes. I just don't, I like some of our culture, but I don't know about y'all, but some of that culture is crazy. Some of it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I don't, I look at some of this stuff that we we're trained to think is normal. And I'm like, this is not normal behavior. You know, I have like three, you know, I have three friends in the last two weeks whose children have gone to rehab for like fentanyl. Do y'all know that? Like literally three, I'm talking about 21 years old, got their whole life in front of them. Like all this, you know, opportunity to do all these great things. All that's pretty much shot because you're a drug addict at 21, 22 years old. Not to say you can't do it. You can't. People come back from drugs. My father, both of my fathers were addicted to drugs, my biological father and my stepfather. But coming back is hard. It's really my, my biological father never came back, really. He kind of came back, but not really. Um, so I just think, you know, I don't I don't like it. I just don't like it. It's not. I'm going to tell you this. I know what excellence looks like. This ain't it. This ain't this ain't some of what we see. That ain't it. It ain't it. You know, and uh, and, you know, the thing is that 
people aren't going to really hear you if you say that. You got to find people that get it, right? You got to find people around you who will understand. Uh, the people that don't get it, I don't even think, you know, you have to talk to them. <laughs> like, I don't think you have to explain it. Like, you tell them one time and hope that they listen. And then when they don't listen, you got to focus because those people will poison you. They will make you think that abnormal is normal. They'll make you think that mediocrity is excellence or that losing is winning. Right. So I think that's really important. And uh, and uh, let's see, uh, James, the guy Brown says our culture tends to be scammy. Not everybody's scammy, but there is scammy culture out there for sure. Uh, Dave Fan Fan says there was a drive by in my neighborhood recently. Black children die. Hardly no one bats an eye. Barely in the news. Very sad. Yeah. Like that's another thing that I, I don't know if y'all think. Do y'all think this is weird that black children could just be murdered like every day and nobody says anything? But then when they put George Floyd's killing on TV, we're all crying for that. Like. Do you understand? Like, do you just basically get all your cues from white people? I'm not saying George Floyd's murder wasn't sad. Sure, of course. But he is a grown man, too. Like, I'm not going to cry for a grown man fast than I'll cry for a four-year-old. You know? Like, I, I just don't understand that. That's weird to me. That's like mass hypnosis. You know? And and, uh, and, and I, I just think that it's, um, man, I'm telling you, don't don't be a sheep. Don't be a sheep gets slaughtered. Uh, thanks for coming to Milwaukee last week. Uh, you have... Uh, give me info I needed. Seeing you inspire me to get back on my shit. I was getting weighed down for a minute. Good for you, man. I'm very happy to hear that, brother. God bless you. I, and I, I hope that you keep on going. Find something that's going to keep you motivated. You know, it's very, very hard to stay on your shit all the time. Um, I have to fight through it. Like every day, I got to focus. I got to find my reason for staying on it. You know, and um, the best thing that ever happened to me was was going through absolute complete hell when I was like in graduate school, you know, because I failed so much. It was so hard. It was so difficult. It was the hardest thing I ever did. And, uh, and it wasn't like a matter of, of like a few days or a few weeks. It was years. It was years of struggle, you know, sitting in front of math problems I could not solve, you know, trying to figure out things that I could not figure out. And, um, and, 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 and sitting next to like some super smart people that were studying like eight, nine, 10 hours a day. So I really got pushed to a level of excellence that wasn't, in my family, I've never seen that before. I've never seen somebody study 10 hours a day, every day, seven days a week. That was foreign. But what it did was it gave me like a really tough resilience. It was like being an intellectual version of a Navy SEAL. Like, you know, you just, you're just ready. You're like ready to fight, ready to keep working. So, so get your toughness and stay focused, you know, commit to something, believe in it. And then practice finding some way to make sure you don't let anybody talk you off of that. All right. So let's see here. Um, uh, Letitia says also missing children. Yeah. We have a lot of a lot of kids out here missing. Black girls go missing every day. Nobody cares. Uh, let's see here. Um, Iceman says, are you going to invest more money into the Tulsa real estate fund? Uh, probably not. Um, I don't plan on it. Um, I think that there are questions that have to be answered with Tref, but I don't like answering questions when you make assumptions about it. Right. So I think that um, if you look at the, the documents and you see that a lot of money was spent, Spending a lot of money doesn't automatically imply criminality. That doesn't automatically mean that you stole the money. It might mean that you overspent. So what I've been telling people to do is, number one, I don't know everything about the Tulsa Real Estate Fund. I've supported dozens of black business owners. The reason I know Julian Gordon and and um, and Jay Morrison is because I've helped both of them. I've helped dozens of black business owners. But uh, if you want to know about the fund, I encourage you to go to their website. Also, I encourage you to look up the story of Adam Newman at, um, what was it, at, at WeWork. Adam Newman at WeWork. Uh, basically he didn't, he didn't take a tiny amount of money, like a couple of million. He actually got billions of dollars. He spent billions of dollars. And some of the things that Newman did, let me see. I, I think I found a list of some of the things that he was accused of doing. Let me see if I can find it here. Adam Newman, uh, 
Let me see. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, yeah, I remember he had like leases on some of the buildings that the company was um, leasing. And so he was benefiting or he, he owned the LLCs they were leasing from. So it was a conflict of interest. Um, he, he did a lot of extravagant spending. He spent, he had a, he bought a 60 million, 60, 60, 60 million dollar private jet. Uh, some described his leadership styles erratic and, and unpredictable. Uh, he did, there were concerns about their corporate governance, uh, meaning that he had a lot of control over the board and, uh, and there were a few other things and uh, it ended up costing the company about $10 billion of the B. So what they did with Adam Newman was they removed him as CEO and um, ended up, they paid him a couple billion dollars to go away. Uh, and so, you know, I think that maybe at worst, you could have a scenario where there's a, an issue with uh, Jay as the CEO. But I think that to say he's a criminal, I think that I'd, I'd like to see like proof of that, but I'm not a lawyer, right? And the SEC is um, a separate entity. So I think like, so for example, if somebody says, well, he bought a house with company money, um, there are companies that do that, that buy property and houses for their employees. Now, is it ethical? Is it the best way to do business? Is it a business that you should invest in? I'd leave that up to you. But I think to just automatically assume something's illegal because somebody who doesn't know much about business said that or doesn't know the business said that I think is a you know stretch, right? Because he has lawyers. He has attorneys that advise him and stuff like that. That's part of the expense, right? Having lawyers and stuff around. So I would, I would wonder if, you know, like did the lawyers give clearance for the way he spent the money, right? Did the lawyers, because he, he talks to lawyers when they ask him questions, like, or he asks them, like, can I do this legally and that legally? So I think that, um, I also think that there's some, there's different types of people involved in the trust situation. There are people that invested, that really truly care and really want to know. And then there are people who just hated Jay from the beginning. Like, if you look at Yvette Carnell, she, she hated the fund from the beginning. And I can tell you, I know her very well. I, she's another black person I supported to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars. Um, you know, and, uh, and I can tell you that she had a personal issue with, with Jay Morrison. She started talking negatively about Treff from the beginning because she's the kind of person who gets very jealous when she sees other black people doing well. So I think you got to watch out for people like that. People like that are not healthy. Uh, let's see. Why didn't Jay buy you a house? Uh, I'm not a paid endorser of the Tulsa Fund. I never worked for the fund, but I did support uh, just like I supported Yvette. I supported uh, uh, Julian. I supported Jay. I don't work with Yvette though anymore because Yvette's not a good person. Uh, let's see here. Um, any more questions? I only invested uh, a thousand. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I think you can wait to see what happens. But the other thing too is, you know, with investing, I encourage you to remember that investing is you know, investing has ups and downs. You know, I have investments in hundreds of companies, hundreds of companies. Some of them do well. Some of them don't. I'm not dwelling on any one investment. Like you'll never see me do 30 YouTube videos about one investment that I have or 10 YouTube videos. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'll talk about it. If it doesn't work, I'll pull my money out and put it somewhere else and keep it moving. You have to do that with investing. You can't get caught. It's like dating. Like you can't, if somebody dumps you, even if they dump you unfairly, Give me a yes if you understand. Like, you can't spend your whole life obsessing over the person that dumped you. You just say, you know what? I'm not messing with you no more. I'm out of here. But I know my worth. I'm going to go find something else to do, somebody else to be with. So I would encourage you to keep that in mind. Uh, what about InvestFest? I like InvestFest. I do. I like Earn, Earn Your Leisure. I, I, those guys, they know me. I've known them. Um, I, I haven't met all of them. Uh, I Actually, the two main guys, I did meet them. Uh, actually, ironically, Jay had a, a th an event. 
and he invited them, those two, and he invited me to, and we talked for a minute. And I've always liked them. And then uh, 19 Keys, I met 19 Keys um, at an event that we spoke at, and he was familiar and he was very respectful. Uh, and uh, and so I like InvestFest because I like the idea of financial intelligence being brought into the culture. What I am concerned about is, is you know, uh, black men just all attacking each other and calling each other scammers and everything else. I think that it feel it feels good in the moment, but it, it ultimately can become divide and conquer. You know, uh, the way I've dealt with it when I've run into scammers in the community or people that have done me wrong. Believe me, that it's, it's happened. I've believe me, I've, I've I've supported a ton of people. Like literally, I could probably say fifty to hundred of people that where you know their names. They're, these are famous people on the internet now. Some of them are corrupt and terrible and did really unethical things. Like one lady literally stole all the company assets. Like we built an LLC together. She stole all the money and, um, and I could have sued her. I could have went on the internet and screamed and said, she's a scammer. Let's destroy her. You know, destroy her. I didn't, I moved on. I said, you know, that sucks, but you know what? You, you move on to greener pastures, but that's a personal choice, right? Uh, you don't have to respond the same way I responded, but I tend to like peace and I tend to try to see if, um, the good can outweigh the bad. And so what I thought about was I said, if I spend the next five years chasing after this lady over the $80,000 or whatever I think she got from me, I'm going to miss all the opportunities and all the blessings that will lie in front of me if I just keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, and I'm not going to let something bad that happens to me distract me from what I think I'm good at, which is uh, I've, I've trained. I can literally say I've taught millions of black people how to buy their first share of stock. I couldn't have done that, for example, if I'd spent eight years in litigation uh, trying to sue Syracuse University for the racism that I experienced when I was on that job. So, um, so again, I think that when you get to the point where you are trying to really make those million dollar moves, you'll realize that uh, that you're going to have to have situations where you just say, okay, I'm not, I'm not giving you any more money. I'm not doing business with you, but I'm not going to spend my whole life talking about you. Uh, and I, and, but I don't know if anyone understands that. Maybe some people don't get that. I have no idea, but it's okay. Uh, does anybody else have any questions? If you have more questions for me, I'd be happy to answer the questions. By the way, my website is boycewatkins.com, and I have free stuff on the website if you'd like to get better at investing. Um, I believe everybody in the black community should buy stock, uh, especially for your kids. Uh, so you can go to boycewatkins.com. There's a free uh, training called How to Make Money Without Working. Also, there is the $5 a day investing plan. Also, if you have children, uh, we have financial workbooks for kids uh, that we worked on for three years with black experts. Uh, you can go to financialworkbooks.com. Uh, that's financialworkbooks.com. And this podcast is also on Spotify. So feel free to go to Spotify. Uh, did you watch the breakdown that Julian did on the SEC docs? I watched some of it, but I don't really watch a lot of YouTube videos. Um, I have work to do. So, um, you know, I'm sure Julian did a good job. Uh, I've done a lot of business with Julian um, through the years, and uh, he's always been a good person to work with. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I've never really you've never you, you've never really seen me break down um, a black man's business like that. I just that's just not, I, you know, I break down my own business. I, I just don't have time to do that. Uh, but, you know, I heard he did a good job and I think that there's going to be a good meeting coming up. And maybe maybe Jay will have good answers for the questions. Maybe he won't. I have no idea. Uh, next question. I have to look into investing startup. We'll check it out. Uh, the investing startup. Yeah, everybody should invest. You know, investing is not as hard as you think. A lot of people get intimidated. They think that it's for smart people or highly educated people or for rich people. That's just not true. That's so not that's so not true. How many of you own stock? If you are an investor, give me a yes in the chat. If you already buy stock on some regular basis, um, I want to I'm curious to see how many of you actually are buying stock. I encourage you to do that. It, it's really it's the difference maker. 
that's literally the number one difference maker in America between the haves and the have nots, you know, and if you let these politicians talk you out of that and make you think somehow that rich people are magical, magical uh, geniuses that came from another planet and that you can't possibly be one of them. That's a damn lie. That is the biggest freaking lie. And that's a lie designed to keep you where you are. I, I don't believe any of that. Not curse it to the root, man. Curse that to the root. Like grandma used to say, that is not true. <laughs> that is that is so not true. It's so you can buy stock in two minutes. Like, and you ain't gotta, you could be a five-year-old and get on an app and hit a couple buttons and own a piece of Google or McDonald's. Like, like they're not blocking you. What they've done is they blocked you mentally. They blocked you mentally. So it causes people to say, well, I can't do it because I gotta be rich or I gotta be highly educated. No, you don't. No, you don't. This is what I this is what I do. Um, there's a study by Burton Malkiel um, in 1971. The book is called A Random Walk Down Wall Street. He trained monkeys how to invest. And the monkeys made more money than people who didn't invest. Monkeys. And the reason monkeys were able to invest and make more money than we make when we don't invest is because monkeys don't overthink it. Monkeys don't sit around. Monkeys, monkeys don't have the curse of education. They don't have the curse of intellect. And what I mean by that, by the curse of intellect, is that the biggest thing I learned, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I have a lot of education. I, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm never going to apologize for that. I've had people say, oh, you think you're better than everybody else. No, I don't think I'm better than everybody else. But I know that a 52-year-old grown-ass man with a PhD can probably explain some things that your young ass does not understand. That if I'm talking to you and you're 34 and, you know, and you've never taken a finance class, and I tell you, I'm a 52-year-old man with a PhD who's taught college students for 30 years. I need you to kind of shut the fuck up and listen for a minute instead of thinking that somehow we're the same. We're not the same. We're not the same. I'm not being arrogant when I tell you. We're not the same. And I'm not going to apologize for my education, just like Michael Jordan doesn't apologize for being a great basketball player. He can teach you how to play basketball. Stop. Just sit down and shut up and listen. So well, the point what I'm saying to you is that so much of the stuff that we are taught and trained and led to believe about economics and wealth is absolutely untrue. It is false. It is problematic. And I can just tell you that uh, if you do some very basic things in your life and with your family, it will change everything. It will take you to another level. It will literally open doors where you're like, oh, my God, I didn't know this was possible. And that's just because they do they work intentionally to keep it confusing and to make it seem hard. They they do everything they can to make you believe that where you are is where you're supposed to be. And that's where you always going to be at. I don't believe that. I know that that isn't true because all the data confirms that. So, again, I go back to the monkeys. The monkeys are gifted. The reason the monkeys were able to invest and make more money than humans is because the monkeys were not cursed with intellect, not cursed with education. They weren't cursed to believe. They understand more than what they think. The thing about education is that it can trick you into thinking you know more than you actually do. So, so I have so much education that I got to the point where my education actually taught me how little I know. How little I know. So when I get into a room and I'm having a conversation, I never want to be the smartest person in the room. I never pretend to be the smartest person in the room. My team and I, we got together. We're hiring someone right now for our, for our, for our customer service. Uh, when the pay person came in for the interview, I sat there for a minute. I said hi to them and I dipped out and I said, I'll be listening in because my opinion doesn't matter. I, I want to hear from what my team thinks. I want to know what my team thinks about you. This is an important thing. It's a little, little tip for those of you that run businesses. Uh, the words that the most important words a CEO can use most of the time are, what do, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Because I know that the opinions of five of my team members 
uh, added up, that all their brain power added up, it's going to exceed my brain power. They're going to see blind spots that I don't see. So I'm not going to walk in and say, well, I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins and I have all this education. So what I think matters more than what anybody else thinks in this room. No, I'm going to say, what does everybody else think? And then I compile that information and then I throw in my two cents and then we make a decision together. Right? I, I, I encourage you, don't overthink it. Don't, don't think that we're smarter than we are. No, monkeys can do this. So go get your ass up, invest for your kids, no excuses. Nobody in this room after this conversation, I pray, will, will send their children out into the world financially destitute because you chose not to have a plan. You have to have a plan or this world will eat your children alive. Capitalism is something I know very well. Capitalism is designed to enslave those who are not prepared. It enslaves those who are economically vulnerable. Capitalism is the ultimate form of economic pimping. And if you know anything about pimping, pimps tend to take on people who don't have any other recourse. They tend to take on the, the, the women that are the most ignorant. They tend to take on the people that uh, that 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 don't have self-esteem. Uh, they tend to go after women that don't have any options. That's who the pimp preys on, right? So effectively, uh, capitalism does the exact same thing. If you have no options and you don't understand what's going on and you have no resources and no recourse and, and no courage and whatever, then you're going to get eaten up by capitalism. I don't want that to happen to your kids. And that's why, if you want to know why I talk every single day to you guys, that's why I do this, hoping that someone will listen. In fact, I know people will listen. I, I believe that I was able to, to help through the years of this consistency. We've been shifting the culture, man. We are shifting the culture. So when I saw InvestFest and saw 20,000 black people all gathered to talk about economics and wealth, I said, yes, this is what I'm talking about. This is where we're going. This is the future of one part of the community. This is where part of the community is going. But then you got another part of the community that unfortunately isn't going to go anywhere. It's going to be a permanent underclass. Dr. Claude Anderson talks about that in his book, Poweronomics. Go read Poweronomics and you will see where he talks about black people being pushed into a position where we become a permanent underclass. You got to be really careful not to let your kids get caught up in that. All right. So anyway, all right. So <clears throat> let's, let's keep going. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, also my Instagram is Dr. Boyce finance. So what's up to everybody on Instagram. Uh, I hope this conversation was helpful to you. I hope you benefited from it. Um, I enjoyed talking to you and uh, actually I'm going to go and hang out with my wife because today's our 30 year anniversary of our friendship. In case you guys don't know our story, seems like a lot, a lot of the internet talked about our story, even when they didn't know what the whole story was but but i met my wife when i was 22 and uh we became friends and uh yeah i friend zoned myself i ain't gonna lie i friend zoned myself she didn't put me in the friend zone i put myself there uh and um and we were friends for a long time and uh in years later um and, and in fact the time i met her in my journal i wrote uh today i met the most beautiful woman in the world and so years later, when I finally was ready to get married, um, I didn't get married to my 40s. Uh, I let her know how I felt. And she was kind of like, well, why didn't, you, why didn't you ever tell me? Why didn't you ever ask me out? I was like, I don't know. I was a little a little intimidated. I'm not going to lie, because I thought she was so beautiful. And, and, you know, and honestly, I saw all these all these basketball players and all these other guys who were six foot eight trying to hit on her. I was like, I don't know if I can compete with that because I was kind of a nerd, you know, like, I, well, nerd in the sense that like I was into my books and stuff, but I didn't know. So I didn't know that that was my secret weapon. If I'd known then what I know now, things would have been different, but she actually likes the smart guy. And I didn't know that. So shout out to the women who choose the smart guy. Cause I thought all the women wanted the thugs and the, and the jocks. Uh, but anyway, uh, so years later, we are going to go to the place where we met. Um, 30 years ago and started our friendship and we've been on this journey together and it's been an honor and I uh, love her and I'm very happy to 
uh, to do this. So that's what we're going to do this weekend. Uh, so anyway, uh, shout out to Black Love also. I think we need a lot of Black Love in our community. And for those of you that are really trying to make it work, trying to figure out, you know, some for all the women are trying to figure out some crazy Black man. And for all the men that are trying to deal with some angry Black woman or whatever, like I, I commend you because that's hard. It's hard for us to figure each other out. All of us have been through so much hell. All of us have been through trauma. All of us have been abused by the world, by each other. And uh, and it's really hard. Only the strongest can really do this. Um, I think the strongest people that say, you know what? I've been hurt by a black man, but I'm a love a black man anyway. Or, or black women have disappointed me, but I'm still sticking with black women. Those are the strongest among us. Those are the ones who are going to reproduce for the community and keep us going and keep us and allow us to survive because the people, the others who are not strong enough are just going to give up. And, uh, and I'm not, I'm not a quitter. So I ain't giving up on black women. If I, if my wife ever dumped me, <laughs> guess what? You know what? I would just find another black woman, period. That's where I'm at. That's where I get off the damn bus because ain't nobody better and more important in our lives than a black woman. Cause we came through the womb of a black woman. So, um, so that's my two cents. That's where I stand. That's what I believe. And I'm not changing that. All right. So have a good day, everybody. God bless you. And, uh, just a reminder, my book is called the 10 commandments of black economic power. Feel free to go to, um, drboysbooks.com. You can get a copy. Also, I'll be in Los Angeles, uh, next week in the eighth and ninth. So if you want to fly into LA, uh, feel free to go to, uh, boycewalkins.com. Uh, there's information about Los Angeles, as well as a lot of free stuff you guys can take a look at. So have a good day and I'll see you all soon. Take care now. Peace.